Hello, and welcome to Red Rock Relationships, a podcast about communication. Let's unpack the relationships that we encounter in our daily lives and learn about what makes them tick. And now your host for Red Rock Relationships, Dr. James B. Stein. All right. All right. We are hanging out in the booth and getting closer and closer to the season finale of season two. And as we approach that ending, a couple of things that I want to announce really quickly. Over the summer, we're going to be looking to do a couple of, I guess we're going to call them roundtables. We'll a lot double the time that we normally do and we'll have some previous guests on to basically just do some rapid fire questions we're going to do one all about um the warm and fuzzies and cuddlies and sexy time and stuff like that and i think we're going to do another one with some of the folks uh, who approach non-binary issues in the uh, communication community so those should be fun more info on that later uh, will be available to you on our social media but we have other stuff to talk about first specifically we need to finish this season up. And so it is my absolute pleasure uh, to be joined uh, by two guests who I'm actually in here in person with. This is very exciting. So uh, I'm pleased to welcome Jared Miller and Mandy Repko. I got it right. Yeah, yes, you got I got it right. right. Even if I didn't, please tell me I did. Hey, uh, bro, I spelled it wrong the other day. You're, <laughs> oh, you're totally fine. That's a mistake. <laughs> I spelled it Repko, right? Was no, that? You spelled it R E K P O. Yeah, so it's Rec-po. totally fine. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, Rec-po, it's good. Repko. So, and then she takes a picture of it, right? <laughs> and she like sends it to her family. Like, does he know me well enough to for me to marry this guy? Like, <laughs> oh no. I'm making enemies before I even, before the vows are even complete. Yeah, well, left. <laughs> let's see if we can sort out some of those soon to be marital issues on this show here. <laughs> Although we don't need this turning into like a Jerry Springer situation. So maybe we should avoid that. But I thought that's what I signed up for. Well, we'll see where it goes. If we get bored enough, maybe we can take it there. But this is exciting because you're my first in-person guests, of course. Not only has coronavirus complicated things from a podcast standpoint, but most of my guests are located in crazy parts of the country, and y'all are right here close to home. So it's really good to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I'm super grateful to, to be asked to come on. Like, yeah, I love the podcast. Love what you're doing. It's pretty cool. Like, the one thing I, I am going to say, though, is I can't believe you're a doctor. You have your Ph.D.? Mm-hmm. Dude, were you like taking college courses in junior high? You look, you look young to me. I like just exfoliate. Oh, okay. You take care of myself. You should see how I look. I recently downloaded TikTok, and they have a filter. It's called the beauty filter, and it just slightly blurs your face, like just a little bit. Okay. And it gets rid of every blemish. And I look at that, I'm like, wow, I look like I'm 22 in there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's what I've been looking at instead of the mirror. It's been working well for my self confidence. Um, anyway, nice. um, so. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with Jared, he actually works here with Radio Dixie uh, and does a podcast of his own. So I'm going to ask you to talk about that in just a little bit. But before we do, I'm hoping that the two of you can just kind of tell our audience a little bit about who you are, because normally we kind of have like a hoity-toity, fartsy-partsy, um, another PhD in here to talk about an area of expertise. And I'm really excited to have someone who is not um, that hoity-toity mentality. It'll be yeah, we're gonna, more we're, fun. we're gonna dumb it down for you guys today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm surrounded by two very educated people. Uh, I, you know, I got street smarts, so <laughs> that's about it. Obviously, you can tell I can't spell my fiance's name last name right. So that's fine. 
I'm totally a teacher, fine. so it, doesn't that mean I failed you as a student? Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Don't tell my students that. They don't know. They think okay. when they screw up, it's their fault. Um, okay. It is. So, so can we hear? Can we just hear a little bit about like who you are? If you want to take this time to kind of plug your podcast, Jared, maybe we'll start with you. Just tell us, uh, you know, what your background is and how you ended up where you ended up. Okay, cool. So I'm a country boy at heart, born and raised in West Point, West Point, Utah. Amazing parents, super good family. Came from an LDS background. Yeah, man, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stereotypical. Like I grew up playing sports. I got a football scholarship out of high school to Snow College. That's an E from Utah. For those of you listening out of state, finished up down. I finished up at Snow College and uh, got my bachelor's degree at Weber State University in kinesiology, exercise science, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that point, I became a teacher and coach. I was out in Arizona for several years. Loved it. Mm. Loved every minute of it. A lot of times when the fall rolls around, I miss coaching, actually. But uh, God had a different plan for me, man. I mm. went through some hardships within a three-year period. I, I experienced the death of my dad, who I was extremely close with, childhood hero. I had my brother, uh, who was like my best friend, really, pass away. And because of all those things and, and what I chose, the way I chose to cope, my wife asked me for a divorce. So I went through some hardships there for, for a little bit, mm. got addicted to pain medications. Again, another very stereotypical story, football player, prescribed pain meds, mm -hmm. went through some traumas, used it as a way to cope, struggled with that for probably three years, real heavily, ended up at my bottom, uh, homeless downtown Rio Grande, Salt Lake city mm -hmm. was there for, for a while. And uh, July 3rd of 2014, I decided this world would be better off without Jared Miller in it. And sadly, I attempted suicide through an overdose. And as dark and as heavy as that is, I, I'm honestly happy, grateful for that day because it put me on my road to recovery. God had mm -hmm. a plan for me. And today I am able to help people that have gone through similar situations and had similar paths. And I'm very loud and very proud about the experiences that I've gone through in life. I have, I saw a little thing on Facebook the other day. It said, um, trying to make me feel bad for, oh boy, I'm going to totally botch this, but here I go. Trying to make me feel bad for my past is like going to my old house and expecting for me to still live there. Right? Like mm. I'm, I'm no longer there. Right. And so I think what I try to do is just through my message, give other people permission to embrace the things that they're going through and seek help. That's big. That's big, man. And we'll, we'll get to all that in, in just a minute here, but, uh, Mandy top that. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say my story's not nearly as cool or long. Um, so I grew up in Logan, Utah, which is total opposite end of St. George. Um, very normal, great childhood, nothing out of the ordinary. I played sports growing up. Um, attended Utah State University, graduated with my teaching degree, and I teach special education now. I've been doing that for about four years, and I love it. Love mm. it here. We are a very stereotypical <laughs> couple, actually. So I'm the football player, and she was a cheerleader. Oh, wow. I d yeah, wow, I was high school. more stereotypical than that. Wow. Right? <laughs> like, we, like, man, we are checking off some boxes here, babe. Yep. And then you were what? <laughs> oh, uh, I was Miss Cash Valley. Is that's, that what you're referring see, to? I used to do pageants, but wow. I didn't think that was right. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. That's like an identity <laughs> yeah. shaping situation. Yeah. Okay. 
So it's true. <laughs> so Jared, you, you're, you're kind of talking about like, oh, like, you know, where we are kind of like, if you take a snapshot, right? Stereotypical couple, of course, the path that the two of y'all had toward getting to each other is probably a little atypical. Am I right? Yes. So uh, I kind of want to start by asking Mandy about, uh, about that stuff and uh, what that path looked like. Um, Jared mentioned that he was in a previous relationship. Can you talk a little bit about how you two winded up wound up meeting each other yeah well we have both been married before and mm-hmm. um my relationship was very unhealthy his ended up you know everything that happened with him um and we both kind of had to find ourselves and find our individuality before we even met each other i think that was a really big part for me it was um finding myself again and learning to be okay being alone. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to accept sometimes Um, when, you know, you're living alone. I mean, I have my dog, but. Mm -hmm. What kind of dog? (laughs) Shout out to Rocky. (laughs) Shout out, he's a Pomeranian. Oh, I have a King Charles Spaniel. He's in the office right now. (laughs) Yep, so um, yeah, when you're spending weekends like alone at home, it's easy to kind of feel bad about yourself or think Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you. But when you can accept like, no, I'm awesome. I'm having fun with myself on the weekend, then I think you're in a place where you really can start to look for someone else to be in a relationship with. Yeah, cool. you gotta find your independence before you can open your heart to love again, for sure. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because you know, I would be, it would be uh, remiss to assume that y'all have both listened to every single episode of this show, but on this show, we spent a lot of time talking about just that. And it started at the end of season one when we had Dr. Generous on talking about self-love and self-care. We had a whole episode on the self earlier this season. And our whichever guest I get always talks about like the importance of like identity and finding yourself and being comfortable with yourself. And so it's nice to hear that reiterated um, again and again and again, because it's very important. Absolutely. So, okay, that, that that doesn't really answer the question, though, of, like, how y'all... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I skipped over that part. Yeah, so how'd um, you meet? Well, that was all on me. So, uh, <laughs> we both attend the same gym, and it no was... No way. Yeah, Is was, this a gym pickup story? <laughs> yeah, I guess another box we're checking. Uh, wow. But it's a little different, because I was the one that started talking to you. Right? I, I smiled at first, okay? <laughs> okay, this, I, I, okay, hang on. We were just talking about this in my nonverbal class. Okay, if my nonverbal comm students are listening, this is what we were <laughs> talking about on Wednesday when we were discussing things like the importance of gaze and inviting someone else into your space. So there was some <laughs> prolonged eye contact. There was some smiling. Yes. And then, um, let me get, can I guess? Yes. Was, was it, um, hey, I, this is a little heavy. Can you come spot me? Was it that? No. I didn't even have that much courage, bro. <laughs> like, I didn't, I, yeah. No. no, and I, I don't need spotting, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa, kidding. okay. <laughs> well, I was training tough. for a bodybuilding show at that point, mm. so I was pretty tough for it okay. back then. But um, I, we had kind of matched on, what was it, Facebook dating, something, and sent a message back and forth, but not very much, and mm. he looked familiar. So I went up and I said, uh. um, I think I know you. I think I sent you a Marco Polo that you never responded to. <laughs> okay, here, here's the thing, man. In my defense, okay, you're just drowning I, I, in other options. I, is that I, it? No, that, no, that that's is definitely it. not it. In Look my defense, <laughs> in my defense, I I was at the time working a full time job. I was working a part time job. I was uh, doing kind of a side hustle, going and speaking at places. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I had my Marco Polo notifications off, and uh, I never okay. checked it. You know, you sure. download the app, and then you 
So it's <laughs> funny because she said that to me and I was like, no way. Right? Like I didn't believe it. And then I went and checked and I was like, oh man. Wow. <laughs> Almost screwed that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now fast forward, how long has it been? Almost uh, a year. Yeah. I was going to say. Fast forward. A year in May. Almost a year. We're, we're looking at bells are ringing. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to me again, Mandy, question for you and Jared, step in whenever you feel like doing it. Talk to me, uh, just, just sort of about like the energy, the collective energy that the two of you all have right now and kind of where you are at in terms of looking forward to the future. Um, so our energy, I feel like there's a lot of respect between both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, he respects my individuality. I respect his individuality, but we also work together. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite part of our energy. I don't know. What do you think, Jared? What's your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. You know, the thing I love about Mandy is she doesn't need me. Mm. Like she doesn't, she, she, that was the, the thing that really attracted me to her is she had a lot of self-confidence. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of, I mean, she has her, her, her act together, you know, she's a professional. So it, to me, I was all about in rebuilding my life. I was about identifying healthy relationships, right? I've struggled with codependency in the past. And so I really respected the fact that she had, like she was self-willed, she was very independent. Mm. And then as far as our energy together, like she like she said, I feel like we complement each other very well. As you can tell, I'm outspoken and I'm very bold and I'm very like loud in your face, right? <laughs> and she's very reserved and she's very um, thoughtful, very kind. She doesn't have to be the loudest person in the room. Mm. She's very intelligent, but she's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. And mm. so it's kind of that yin and yang. Does that make sense? Yeah. So she's smart, well learned, well put together. You're a mess. It makes sense. Yeah. She's It'll smart <laughs> and beautiful and I'm dumb and loud. And so together, no, together yeah, it's like, it's like a, a, the perfect like Oreo where, right. Yeah. You got the, the cookie and the cream filling too. Okay. That's fun. That's fun. We like that now. Okay. So I, I do want to move on here in the second half where, uh, this is sort of the part where Jared, you get to plug. But can we do something before? Uh oh though? yeah. So I, I do have a serious concern before okay. we get, before we get married, oh, no. uh -oh. she has failed both of my trust tests. <laughs> oh, I just want to throw that out there because it, you know, it's important to be real. I feel like people need to resignate and I don't want to come off like we're fake. Mm. She's failed both of my trust tests, James. Okay. okay. Um, Ask her what the trust tests were. <laughs> oh, no. Go yeah. ahead. Ask. What, are these, okay. what are these tests? The first trust test was I was driving him to his hair appointment and I wouldn't close my eyes and let him direct our car while I was driving I our mean, vehicle. You're not going to, you're road. not going to let him tell you how to drive with your eyes closed and it, it wasn't even it wasn't even a straight road it was a windy back road <laughs> in neighborhood okay with I mean, houses and kids oh running no. in the street again i'm not the smartest you know person in the world but i thought this would be a great opportunity to see if she truly trusts me it would be a great opportunity to have your insurance rate triple yeah <laughs> yes, that's exactly wasn't what i was thinking James, but but I just thought, you know, so, so teasingly, I said, okay, baby, let's see how much you trust me. I want you to close your eyes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guide you, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to navigate in, f how do I do a Siri voice in 500 feet, turn left. <laughs> and she was not Never. agreeable to this. No. Oh, wow. I am, you know, calling me shocked. Right. <laughs> Crazy, right? Okay. Sorry. I just had to get that. Okay. That's fair. I thought you were going to say she was a Red Sox fan, which would be my deal breaker. <sighs> oh yeah. No, thank goodness. She's not that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. So let's, let's, is she, are you a Red Sox no, fan? No, I okay. don't watch enough baseball to have a favorite team. Better than being a Red Sox fan. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about kind of what it is that you do and the communication element in there. So you want to take a second to plug your podcast? 
Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. So my Facebook is, or sorry, yeah, Facebook page where we do the podcast and you can find it on any major podcast platform. Thanks to Sean Denovan. Mm. Look at that man sitting over there. Is We Do Recover with Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. Mm -hmm. So, and on there, basically we, we talk about, we're just trying to basically change the stigma of addiction. It's, it's a podcast about recovery from addiction. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people put power and put fear into the addiction piece and not enough people are willing to stand up and shout from the rooftops about recovery. Mm -hmm. Like we do recover. I mean, yeah. there are so many people out there living examples. And so we bring them in and we celebrate their recovery. We celebrate their life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, especially since, like you said, there is a huge stigma around drug, drug use. There's stigma around what drugs do to the body and the brain, and of course, those all come together. So, I mean, f for me, the thing that I like to talk about more than anything else is the communication element here. So, I guess, if, if you don't mind, can you talk to me a little bit about what role communication plays in the recovery process, maybe even like from your own experience or in your experience in dealing with other people in recovery, what role does communication play there? It's huge, mm -hmm. right? So in, in, so just to let everybody know, I, I'll be a, a CA SUDC, right? A clinical uh, advanced substance abuse counselor. Oh, that's a mouthful. And I got through it, James. <laughs> uh, and so in the industry, we believe in biopsychosocial, right? Your physical, psychological, or emotional, and then the social. And you're talking about the, the communication through the psycho and social aspect. It's anyways, it's huge. Like one of the things that we tell a lot of people that are going through addiction is to reach out, right? Yeah. Get outside of your head because there's a thing called stinking thinking where it, if you've gotten yourself into a place where you're basically abusing a substance doesn't matter what substance because it's all the same it all releases dopamine in the midbrain mm -hmm. you need to reach out call a sponsor talk to a family member talk to a counselor talk to go to get involved in a fellowship right yeah. like all those things and so we talk about 30 and 30 going to 30 meetings in 30 days we talk about wow. 90 and 90 going to you know hitting it basically hit a meeting every single day Call your sponsor every single day. One of the things I love is I ask people, you got a sponsor yet? Yep. Have you called them? Nope. So you don't have a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I do. No, mm -hmm. you don't because you're not using that sponsor. So yeah. communication's huge. Yeah, this makes it so would that make 30 and 30? That seems like to me, that seems like it would overwhelm me and make me like not run away, but just feel like, oh my God, like every day and I can't miss one. That scares me. Um, so what are some ways in which you can, I guess, for lack of a better term, ease people into the idea, like help them understand that like, this is not as overwhelming as you think it's going to be. And this is something that you can learn to enjoy and something that can dramatically improve your life. Yeah, it can be overwhelming. I, I think what overwhelms me is getting hit with Narcan four times and being brought back to life. Like this isn't like a cutesy deal. This is life and mm. death. And so 30 and 30 may seem like, holy cow, that's a, that's a lot, yeah. but it's, it's necessary. Like that connection is huge. And it's not really so much about the meeting necessarily. It's about making those connections. It's about rebuilding your social circles. So to ease them into it, honestly, it's like, look, don't stress out about it. Do your best, right? Like you don't have to be perfect. Perfectionism is a character defect that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So if you miss a group one day, just double up on the weekends. That's you know? fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. It kind of, 
I guess, relieves that pressure. Cause I know sometimes people use drugs to escape their responsibilities. And uh, so like, you know, the last thing we want to do is be like, welcome to recovery. Here's all the things that you were running from all in your face all at once. So, and, and I know that that's not what the process is like, but it's good to know that uh, that that's acknowledged. And another thing that, that needs to be brought up too, is when you think of 30 and 30, sure, it may seem overwhelming, mm. but it, we talk a lot about one day at a time, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know what I mean? So I've never if had you just elephant. focus, you've never had elephant. I've never had elephant. Oh, man. I've had kangaroo. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but in all, in all seriousness, you just, just, you know, 24 hours at a time. Mm. I think so. that's an important way to, to be able to look at the micro and the macro at the same time. I think that that's big. Yeah. So one thing that, and you know, I'm a bit naive here. So in my naivety, I see when I look up, like when I Google like tools for recovery or something like that, what I see is a lot of user directed messages, which is good, right? Cause these are the folks that we want to reach out to and we want to make sure that they have the, the resources that they need to recover. What I think about are the individuals in places of support. So, Earlier this season, we had Dr. Coulter Ray on, and he talked about all the really helpful supportive, supporting messages that people can deliver. And he also talked a little bit about some of the dangers of being like too supported or giving unwanted support. My question to you is, as someone on the outside, if we're looking at someone who's struggling with addiction or who has maybe over, you know, overcome the initial battles and is in the process of recovery, what are some messages or some ways that we can reach out to that person and allow them to understand that we are here for support and that it's like a judgment-free zone and that we're here to help. Like, how can we best help these folks? It's a great question. So first of all, I just want to say I'm a novelist in this, right? Like, so I'm just starting out. I I have life experience. Really, Dr. Terry Sellers, my co-host, would be a great guest for you to to have on. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he he would probably be the one to to really have just flawless questions, but I'm going to do my best here. (laughs) Okay. So... Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing about this is the messages are we, we've got to get rid of the moral theory, right? Like the moral theory is that there's a more a character defect or something is morally wrong with that individual. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you had diabetes, would you have a problem talking to your family about having diabetes? Right. No, probably if, not. If you had cancer, would you be ashamed that you had cancer and felt like you couldn't talk to people about having cancer? Right. No. So what? So we know that the addiction is a disease. Mm-hmm. It's a mental health disorder. Substance abuse is a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. So why do we, why do we stigmatize it? Why do we make it seem like people are flawed or they're, you know, going to H E double hockey sticks. If, if they struggle with that, yeah. it's the same thing. If like people with depression, if you have depression, people talk all the time about depression, what meds do you take? And, and so we come to this place where there's a lot of shame and there's yeah. a lot of, of, you know, feeling like you're less than, and I just want to get rid of that. Like it's, it's outdated. That comes from like, man, early, early, early times. Like, Oh, you can't handle your gin. You can't handle your Mm -hmm. drink. I mean, even before the Americas were set up, that's when that, that whole moral theory came from. Like it's outdated people. It's 2021. You know what I mean? Educate yourself, get, get, get the facts. Like, let's all be able to just have a, a conversation about That's it. a good point. And it's funny that you mentioned, um, the importance of acknowledging mental health, because as I'm sitting down to write the schedule for season three, one of the episodes that I want to do is an episode on communication and, and mental health disorders. And so I don't know, I may reach out, uh, I may have you reach out 
uh, to your co-host on my behalf to see if he'd be Let's willing do to it. sit down and, and explore some of those issues. And I might couple him with a couple of the clinical psychologists who I've been lucky enough to make friends with. Um, but that is, I, I think you bring up some really important notes there in terms of just talk about it. Like just, let's just, Let's just talk about it. Let's just have a conversation about it. Like you would talk about um, the, the food poisoning you had last month. Hey, are you feeling better? What can I do to help you? Yeah. Am, I, am I there? Am I on target with that or am yeah. I off? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it's something that we we need to just be able to bring to light and talk about instead of sweeping yeah. it under the rug and hush, hush, we don't talk about those things. Like, yeah, all that does is keep people sick. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we're out of time. But one final thing that I'll say here is that there are other how do I word it? Other states in which those conversations are more prevalent out here, I think we need a little bit more of a push. Uh, and so it's really encouraging to see uh, uh, programs like yours and, and just entities like the couple that is Jared and my, Mandy being out there and and being the ones to, to give that push because it's needed. And if it doesn't happen from you, no one's going to do it. And let me just say this. My life today is better than my life was mm -hmm. before I went through my substance abuse disorder. Like this beautiful lady that's sitting next to me, incredibly smart, like I'm blessed today. And I, I have been able to, everybody could benefit from, from going through some kind of treatment program. I've been able to identify my character defects. I've been able to work on myself and I feel like everybody could use that. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for your time. Next week, we're going to be on talking with the newly elected vice president of student affairs about the importance of communication in peer-to-peer -peer relationships. Looking forward to it. You've been listening to Red Rock Relationships, a podcast about communication. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. If you'd like to be on the show or have questions for us, please send us an email to redrockrelationships at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search Red Rock Relationships. Thank you again. And remember, it all begins with good communication. This has been a production from a podcast studio.